amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Everyone and welcome to the CAC Show. I am Fringezilla. I welcome you all back to our now second episode of 2015, and I have some fantastic news. Our amazing co-host, who was supposed to be with us last week, unfortunately we had a little confusion, but she is with us now, and I want to bring her on right away. Everyone, please give a warm, very awesome welcome to our new co-host, the amazing Sarah Summers. <laughs> Yay, standing ovation. Awesome. Well, they're kind of standing on their head, so I think it still counts. It's, it counts. It totally counts. And I, again, <laughs> I'm going to apologize again for not being on last week. It wasn't a communication problem. I straight took a nap. That's what the communication problem was. <laughs> wow. Well, well, you know what? Regardless, you're here now, and that's all that matters. And uh, hopefully we're going to have two amazing guests, just like our amazing co-host, uh, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Before uh, we, we actually talk to Cody, though, um, can you just let me know a little bit about your, your experiences with, with Cody? Like, uh, how do you uh, know him exactly? Um, I met Cody just kind of randomly, actually. You know, uh, all of us independent wrestlers are like a little family, and we see each other on Facebook. And we're like, oh, hey, he's he's not too far away. I'll friend him and start chatting on Facebook. And then uh, he is actually dating uh, Paris Kelly, my arch rival. And uh, once I got hooked up with her, wrestling with her, I kind of met him. They started bringing me down to their shows in Mississippi, and it just kind of snowballed from there. We're all just, we we mesh really well together. They're good people. I love hanging out with them, and I, I can't wait to talk to him. I don't think enough people know about, there's certain people that you just, I know about him, and I know how good he is, and I know how much fun he is to watch. And I don't think that enough people know how good he is and how funny he is to watch. So, Well, fortunately for me, I'm smart enough to know, especially since I've been doing the show for over a year now, uh, I'm smart enough to know that I should go on and, you know, research my guests, especially people who, you know, I, I, I want to have on the show. And, you know, I, I'll admit I didn't know much about him until we spoke and you had mentioned that he wanted to come on the show. So I did a little bit of research and, you know, he just strikes me as one of those guys that you could put him in just about any company and it doesn't matter where he's going to go, he's going to make an impact because he seems like the kind of guy that just has so much charisma, regardless of, you know, what kind of character he's trying to portray, that he's just he's just magnetic and he just draws people to him. That's rare. And he's he's massive. He's a big guy. So, well, <laughs> yeah. he's big to me. I really I'm short. I'm, <laughs> I'm little, you know. I'm only five foot three. He's like six foot, six two maybe. And he's a big burly guy with a big old burly beard. So he's uh but he does, you're right. He just you anywhere I've ever seen him, he's got so much charisma and he's so much fun to watch. Either way he goes. You know, whether they've got him as the the storied good guy or the the big bad dude, he's he's entertaining. Well, speaking of entertaining, I, right now we have someone on the line, and I think I know who it is. So I'm going to go ahead and let him on. Is this the first appearance that we've had all, I think, what, six months of the Florida Fall Guy? This is the Florida Fall Guy. Holy cow, everybody, he's back! The Florida well, Fall Guy is back with us, everybody. How are you, my friend? Long time, no see, no talk to. Uh, kind of disappeared on us, man. How's the family? 
good. It's just, you know, with a, a newborn, it's just hard to do other things when he wants all the attention on him. So, but uh, he's seven months old now, so. Well, well fortunately for me. Seven months old. Yeah, well, I mean, my little guy now, he's uh, 16 months old, and uh, I can totally, you know, vouch for what Brian's talking about. It's one of those things where when you have a, a newborn, some of them just are so clingy that they just they either don't want to be away from the mom or they don't want to be away from the dad or they don't want to be alone. And before you know it, you're, like, dropping things that you want to do because you just they, you're not allowed. Yeah, yeah especially I when you have a four-year-old with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you, you and I are in the same boat. We have one that's four, and then we have, like, a basically a, a one-year-old or, a, you know, a baby. Yeah, but uh, it's been fun. I mean, we've been in contact, you know, on Facebook and stuff. It's just I really wanted to do the show, and uh, I figured, you know, new year, new start. Oh, it's too bad that we didn't get you on uh, last week. We had Jeremy Clark, and actually, I want to thank Jeremy Clark because that episode has already been downloaded more times than any episode that we have done since February. No, sorry, April of last year. Uh, would that be the Sean Clark one? Uh, actually, okay, I'm wrong. May. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was actually uh, probably, I would say, one of my favorite episodes that we've ever done. The only problem I had with that episode was that we didn't get him on as long as we wanted because there was the uh, scheduling conflict and, you know, he was sick too. So, But that's definitely somebody I would love to have on the show again because he's just one of those guys that when you talk to him, you can hear his passion. And, I mean, just all the people that he's worked with, it's just it's amazing. Like I, the names that he was telling us that he's worked with, were baffling to me. I mean, it's just, it, it's it's stunning. And it, it's the kind of thing that it's like almost like your dream. You want to just like go to a convention or something and see all those names so that you can meet them. And then you know that it'll probably never happen. Oh, yeah. Jeremy is a great guy. He actually uh, donated some artwork for my uh, charity for the MDA. And, uh, yeah, we've been talking, and uh, I'm trying to get him to come out to an event on Free Comic Book Day. So. Nice. Well, you know, I'm actually, uh, I talked to him and uh, hooked him up with NGS, and he's going to be doing uh, a couple of, I think he's doing a cover, and he's doing a pin-up page for the No Gravity Studio special, for the 2015 special we've been promoting. Awesome. Yeah, he's going to be doing a pin-up in that, and I know exactly what he's doing, but I'm not allowed to say, so I'm going to keep it you know, kind of quiet for now, but that uh, we're doing a Kickstarter for that, and we'll be doing that, I think, March 1st. And we already have uh, pretty much the funds to cover it, but we're going to be just asking for the funding for printing because we want to make a lot of copies because this is going to be going to Diamond. And we've already spoken to a lot of comic stores in Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and Michigan that have agreed to cover and carry the book. Well, that's that's really cool. And like I said, man, uh, I got a store down here in Florida that's definitely going to put it on the, the new book aisle. So, Well, you know what? Now that we've got you on here, I want to ask you a question, if, if, you don't, if, if you'll give me the time. Sure. Okay. I got a question for you. What do you think about all this that's gone on with the uh, authority in WWE coming back so quickly after they were, quote-unquote, ousted by the you know, John Cena team at Survivor Series? Uh, well, I kind of seen it coming. I, I knew it was going to be a, a short-term thing. Um I think it's good and bad for business. I mean, the authority is is stale, in my opinion, Uh, but they also draw. So, I mean, it's like a a win-lose situation type deal. (laughs) Well, what do you think, Sarah? Because, I mean, I do kind of see what Brian's saying, but at the same time, you know, I just think it was way too soon because, I mean, think about it. It was almost the end of November when the pay-per-view happened, and now it's, what, less than 50 days from happening, and they're already back. It just To me, it, it just seems like it was way too rushed. I think so, too. I think that, I mean, if, if Triple H and Stephanie needed a vacation, they could have just taken a vacation. They didn't have to. I mean, it. what irritates me the most about it is that it put all that shine on, and deservingly so, on Dolph Ziggler, all that big moment that he had when he, you know, won the whole thing for everybody, and then they're gone, but now they're back. So it it made that mean nothing. 
It made all that yeah, mean nothing I, for Dolph Ziggler. And you well, know what? Honestly, you, I think that I think that's my biggest problem with it is the fact that that was supposed to be Dolph's moment to kind of push him to the main event level where he should have stayed had he not been in that terrible feud with with Alberto Del Rio. And now we've got the chance to see him kind of shine, and it's like, oh no, now he's going to be fired, and then they're going to bring him back in some kind of weasley garbage manner, and then he's going to probably just be another second fiddle attraction at WrestleMania, which he should not be. I'm sorry, but I don't think that Roman Reigns or even Daniel Bryan deserves to be in the main event WrestleMania spot over Dolph Ziggler. I'm sorry. He, no, he, he earned his spot. Absolutely, and, and, and you know this, okay? Because, Sarah, you're a wrestler. What do you, what's mm-hmm. one of the worst things that you can do in wrestling is beat an angle to death. Yeah, I mean, the authorities, it's its run its course. They they monopolize the whole show, every show. I don't even have cable, and I know this just from reading it on <laughs> Facebook and Twitter, everything. I don't even watch Raw. And uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's broken. Fix it. It's not working well, anymore. I, well, <laughs> I wanted to say something about Dolph Ziggler really quick. Go ahead. Uh, I have an insider that says that this is the year of Dolph Ziggler. Um, he, there's big surprises for him this year, and uh, there's rumor that he could be winning the Royal Rumble. Well, you know, here's my problem with that, okay? The Authority storyline started a long, long time ago. In fact, I think it technically started when uh, Triple H turned bad and turned against Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam uh, a, year, what, a year ago or whatever. Uh, I think that was technically the start of the authority. So to drag that story out as long as they have, over a year, to draw it out and then kind of bring it back to square one, just like Sarah said, you know, it's broken. Fix it. So why is it at a point now where we're sitting here, you know, hoping that Dolph Ziggler, who's hands down the best performer that they have, it doesn't matter who he's facing, he makes everybody in the ring look that much better. And who did that? You know, almost better than anybody, I would say Ric Flair. It was probably one of the best people at making whoever he was in the ring with look amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he so does make that. a lot of people look amazing. Um, but, you know, he, and he I tells think... such a great story. Because if you think about it, watch a Dolph Ziggler match. He gets the holy hell beat out of him, makes it look so convincing. For a second, at least a second, you almost forget that it's a wrestling match because he throws his head all around and he flops around like a damn fish out of water. And it's just amazing to watch. It's something that it's almost like a car crash that you can't look away from. Right. Well, I, I was going to say when Phil Brooks left. It's basically this is what caused a lot of this. It, Paul and Stephanie, you know, are basically heads cut off. You know, chickens running around. Uh, there was storylines set up, but with him walking out the way he did, it kind of screwed up the whole company. So they had to push uh, storylines up further, and it, this is, they're trying to figure out what what to do with everybody. Well, and, you know, the main problem I have with that though, and I'll tell you this, Fall Guy, and, and same thing to you, Sarah. I don't care what anybody says. I was raised that a man honors his agreement. Whether you agree with the company you're working with or not, you don't just break your contract and up and do it. There are other ways, better ways, especially when you have fans that depend on you and have paid money to see you, that you've been advertised shows to be at. You know, to me, it's just it's so past you know, being insulting to not just the fans – but, you know, if you have a problem with the company, do I sit here and go, okay, I have, you know, four kids to feed and I've got a wife, but I'm going to go quit my job just because I don't like the way things are going, knowing full well that I'm going to have no money to support my family. Of course I'm not. It's a terrible, very selfish, self-centered decision. So in my mind, the way I was raised, a man honors his agreement, and a man always makes sure to honor a contract. So he didn't have to sign the contract he signed because he claims he's been unhappy for a while. So why then sign a contract that you then put your, yourself in a position to then have to walk out on? It was the same thing with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I lost respect for him when he did it, and I'll lose respect for any wrestler who just flat out just leaves the business like that and leaves all the fans that put money in their pockets and made them and just spits in their face. Yeah, definitely. Sorry, a little bit of passion I mean, I, coming from me. <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> that was intense. I, I, mean, I didn't know what to say. I mean, as a, as an <laughs> entertainer, 
as an entertainer, Phil, he was good in the ring. Um, I mean, I've never really personally met him, so I don't know what kind of person he is, you know, outside. But uh, I do look forward to seeing his UFC stuff. But like I said, I mean, with him walking out, it just kind of everybody in creative at WWE just kind of lost their mind and they didn't know what to do. So they were, you know, doing all these crazy storylines. And it, I, I think this year they'll they'll get it together. Well, one can now, hope, but I mean, go ahead, Sarah. Um, I uh, I listen to Colt. You guys know Colt Cabana is, I assume. Definitely. Oh yeah. Okay. He has a uh, he has a, a talk show, and he actually interviewed CM Punk, and CM Punk said that he didn't walk out. He got fired on his wedding day. So I'm conflicted. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't. Well, Paul didn't well, like him from the beginning. Vince loved him. Paul didn't. Yeah, and actually, Paul yeah, Heyman rumor, is one yeah. of the only reasons. Yeah, and, and and actually, there's a lot of people that say it's true that the only reason he stayed with the company was because Paul Heyman kept pushing him to Vince, and Vince actually started to come around to him. Now, whether or not he claims it's true that he did get fired on his wedding day instead of just walking out, that doesn't make any sense because he walked out long before he got married. No. Hey, there's, you know. He disappeared from TV long before he got married, so that doesn't make any yeah. sense. Well, it was it was all Triple H's doing. Like they they really didn't like each other. He didn't he didn't and, like. You no, know, I can understand that. Beginning. He doesn't like. I can understand money, that. Apparently. Exactly, and right. I can understand it because <laughs> he has a long history of making bad decisions and holding wrestlers back, and that's why when he you know retires, the WWE can put him in the Hall of Fame all they want. He will never be considered the greatest of all time because of the fact that he's held down so many wrestlers, and he has a piss poor reputation, and not just with wrestlers, but with management, with other talent, and with just regular people. I mean, I've had people that said, oh, yeah, I met Triple H. He was an arrogant bastard. And I'm like, no, Connor, really. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, he didn't even look me in the eyes when he when he uh, signed my autograph. Like, wow, that's pretty shitty. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. they're they're setting up for him and Sting. I mean, the, the, the signs are all there. So I guess that's what we're getting this WrestleMania. <laughs> well, Yay. you know what, guys? We've got a caller. We've got a caller on the line. I'm hoping that it's uh, one of our uh, two guests tonight. I really don't recognize the number, so let's go ahead and bring him on. Hello. Hey, you're on the CAC show. Yes, this is the one Cody only, a.k.a. Cody Daniels. Yay. Uh-oh. Sarah, you're on. Yay, All right. Cody. Hello, Sarah. Um, <laughs> do you miss me? A little. A little? Okay. Yeah. Uh, just so everybody <laughs> knows, Cody's a... <laughs> Cody's calling us on his break from work because, uh, believe it or not, as pro wrestlers, we do have real jobs. And really? Independent pro wrestling shoot, shoot. does bang bang does not pay the bills, believe it or not. No. So, no, we does actually not. do. It's a uh, it's one of those real life things we gotta stick to every once in a while, right, Cody? Yeah, that whole life thing gets in the way of pro wrestling sometimes. I know it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So how are you? I haven't seen you in a while. How's it going? I'm surviving. Uh, really cold right now. It's really cold down south, as I'm sure it is where everyone else is, too. Well, I think, and, friends, uh, are you in Michigan, friends? Yeah, I'm uh, actually, I'm right next to uh, Lake Huron, so, or uh, Lake St. Clair, sorry. So it's literally like, I think, two degrees outside right now, but with wind chills, I think it's like minus 17 or something. So your phone's frozen to your head. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, if I walked outside, literally, my my nuts would stick to my leg within seconds. <laughs> it was one degree when I woke up this morning. One. <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. All right, Cody. I've got yes. I've got questions for you. I wrote them down. All and right. um, there are children in this house, so there's some flowers and some smiley faces drawn on my paper here, but I'm going to power through that. All right. So uh, what I actually want to do is because I think you're amazing, and I think everybody else should think you're amazing. That's why I brought you and and Paris and some of the other guests that I uh, tried to line up on, because not as well-known, but you should be, (laughs) in my opinion. Thank you. So uh, how uh, how old were you when you started wrestling, Cody? I started training at the age of 15 and had my first match at 16. Oh, you were just a pup. 
Yeah, yeah. When I started training, I still had braces on my teeth. <laughs> but that may take a face bump's fun. Yeah, it did. Plus, my trainer was a mean bastard, so he liked to yank on my braces and stuff whenever we were in matches. So it was good. Who was your trainer? Um, a guy named, well, I actually had three trainers. Uh, my main trainer, the guy that I paid, was a guy named uh, Luscious Leonard Doan. Um, my secondary trainer was a guy who goes by Johnny Premier these days. He used to be uh, known as uh, Kid Dynamite, uh, his name was Jonathan Sanders. Uh, and then I had another trainer named Playboy Brandon Johnson. So, Playboy Brandon Johnson. Mm-hmm. I had a trainer named Playboy Paul Rose. We have something in oh, common. Very nice. Yeah. Oh, train right? by Playboys. <laughs> Mine was the opposite of what a Playboy should be. I think that was the rib. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's pretty much mine, too. Yeah. <laughs> now, I know the answer to this question because I've seen you wrestle, but I want you to kind of tell everybody what kind of style you go with in the ring. Um, I don't really have much style. Uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, nice. I'm pretty much lacking in style. But uh, no, I mean it's a, a lot of brawling. Um, you know, I, I get pigeonholed into the whole like Bruiser Brody, you know, Mick Foley, Abdullah the Butcher kind of category because I've been known to do a death match here or there, and not afraid to get bloody or get thumbtacks in me or get set on fire. So, um, see, I've never done that. I've never been in a death match. I want to. Don't ask me why. Oh. Just one before I die. Oh, they're a blast. I love them. I mean, there's nothing better than, you know, after a match, uh, going by the front row and having some kids pick tacks out of your head, you know. <laughs> there's nothing better. I mean, because I, seriously, I'm, I'm, like two years after I had a death match, I had a kid run up to me, hey, I pulled tacks out of your head one time. I was like, yeah, did you keep that? Nice little memento, huh? Yeah, you stick so, my picture up on your wall with that. How about that? <laughs> right, yeah, a little blood trickle on it, yeah. Yeah, it's always fun. So. Yeah, just promise me if you ever have a death match that you'll make sure that your opponent is Scott Diamond because I would pay anything. I would sell my house to see that. Oh, I would right. be right there too. <laughs> Somebody book it, make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody book it. If Scott Diamond's listening, you know that, right? Oh, sure, he's always right. listening to the show. <laughs> oh, let's find my list. Where's my list? I'm a terrible host. Um, the host is do you have the any, <laughs> you have any uh, big rivalries going on right now, or who is your biggest rivalry? Who do you uh, – oh. My biggest rival. Like yeah. of all time? Let's go with your favorite. How's that? My My favorite? Mm, wow, that's a tough one. Um, well, I mean, there's people that say that the, the big boss man will always be my eternal rival since I did uh, wrestling in his last match, and it's a big running gag that I killed him. But uh, <laughs> other than that, um, probably my tag partner and occasional rival, which we don't do that anymore because I refuse to wrestle him anymore. Um, and that would be Idle Bane. Ah, uh, Idle. Yeah, I'm gonna get him on too. Definitely. See, I would have guessed. See, I, I would have guessed. At least the smartass in me would have guessed that your biggest rival would have been a pair of trimmers. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, my biggest rival right now is male pattern baldness. <laughs> That's one of the reasons I'm growing the beard. <laughs> I'm totally entrenched in that one with you. <laughs> My friend just segued uh, me into my next question. That was awesome. That was a perfect segue. I can't believe that happened. No. I was gonna I was gonna ask you about the beard. I was gonna make you give us a backstory why your beard hangs down to your uh, belly button. Um honestly I don't know. Um I mean I've always had a long scruffy goatee, you know, that's always been kind of my gimmick, quote unquote. Um, you know, big Jim Neidhart mark, I guess. Um and then just a couple of years ago, I just, you know, I just got tired of even trimming it or anything altogether. So here it is, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know that uh, Farmer says that uh, razors are too expensive. That's why he bought, started growing his. That's a good point, too, definitely. Razors are, yeah. man. They're ridiculous. <laughs> well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but your beard's long enough. You could hide some foreign objects in there. 
Oh yeah, definitely. I I carry a chain in there. <laughs> Some people carry it in their left boot. I carry it in my beard. You know, flash paper, what have you. I officially love Cody Daniels. <laughs> right? I told you. One of my favorite things with Cody was when we did the the mix tag it was me and Farmer and you and Paris. Right. Oh, my God, that was so fun. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Paris was standing over in the corner, burying her head in the turnbuckle because Farmer was making her laugh so hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll really... never book Farmer as a as a baby in any show. He will <laughs> forever be a heel. It is so <laughs> funny not, because... Not that he's not entertaining as a baby, but he is endlessly entertaining as a heel. He is, uh, in the four and a half years that we've been together, I've seen him work heel twice. That was Wow. What a Well, three times. The the guys you, the time you guys tagged together. Right. And then, uh, some, uh, Dyersburg, Tennessee had him as a heel. And it was just, it's, it's ridiculous. It is. It is. He's, he's got that I mean, Kurt Angle kind of feel where he can be great as, you know, a face, but as a bad guy, he's just so much more entertaining. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, he's always over no matter what he does, but my God, as a heel, I mean, he's just, I mean, it, it takes a lot to make me, you know, to make me crack up in the ring, and he accomplished it more than once. <laughs> so, you know, shout out to Billy. Good job. <laughs> We're putting you over, honey. We're putting you over. Most definitely. Always. Um, I don't I think I only have a couple more questions. In in the grand scheme of things with wrestling, what is what is your ultimate goal? What are you what are you trying to prove and or accomplish, Cody? Oh man. You're gonna make me do my J R impression, aren't you? I am, well, yes. My, my main do. goal is to leave the business better than I found it. <laughs> Put an ass every 18 inches. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean, honestly, my goal is just to, I mean, at this point, you know, I've been in it almost 13 years. Um, so, I mean, at this point, you know, I'm I'm not going to WWE. You know, I'm, I'm not going to... You know, even though TNA is floundering, I'm not even going there. Um, you know, I mean, my main goal is just to uh, more these days is to help the younger talent. You know, I mean, to help the young guys get over young guys and girls. You know, um, yeah. you know, I've got a few few people that I'm training, trying to help them break in, and you know, it's more about these days. Like I said, you know, it's just more about trying to get other people over. You know, I mean, because that's, I mean, like any time I travel somewhere, I mean. You know, I've had people ask me, "Who do you want to go over?" And I'm like, "I'm, I'm, I'm working a guy who's established here already. I said, put him over. You know, I mean, there's yeah, no reason exactly. for me to go over. You know, so I mean, and, I mean, and people, you know, get wrapped up in titles and all this, and you know, I've held a title or two or ten thousand or something, you know. But I mean, I really do not care about belts. I mean, people are always trying to throw belts. I mean, I'm like, no, <laughs> quit. <laughs> I don't want and, your belt. Uh, yeah, there's there's no point in it, you know. I mean, I, I my main goal is to go out there and uh, you know look good myself, but try to make the other guy look better, you know. Yeah. Well, Terry Funk did famously say. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I just want to say, uh, you know, no, Terry Funk did famously say. He, uh, Terry Funk did famously say, uh, you know, the best thing that you can do in the wrestling business as a talent is to make someone else look amazing. Right. Right. Yeah, that's our yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, people lose sight of that, you know, and it becomes like a pissing contest, you know, who can do the more impressive high spot or, you know, and it, it's not really about that, you know. I mean, people, guys go out there and they end up working each other instead of working the crowd, you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to work together to work the crowd and to yeah. get your match over, you know. It's it's not about, you know, ooh, did you see what I did? It's no, did you see what we did, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's why an amazing I love point because I can, I can watch Cody go out there, and he, whoever he's wrestling, he's gonna make them look like a million bucks. Thank and you, that's, thank you, that's thank what you. we're, you do, and that's what we're supposed to do right. with each other. I mean, the heel, you can't have a good baby face without a good heel, and right. you can't have a good heel without a good baby. So yeah. we have to work together, and I think yeah. you do that brilliantly, and I love watching you work. Thank you. Well, you guys are telling a story, and I think that that's 
something that kind of gets lost with the fans a lot of the time is we see you guys performing moves and we see action and we rarely ever give you guys credit for the fact that you're, you know, when you're booked in a match, whether it's a tag team match, a single match, whatever, you guys are a team. You then have to make sure that everybody's safety is taken care of because nobody wants to go in that ring thinking, hey, I could get hurt tonight. Right. Yeah. I call it uh, full contact ballet. I call, it. <laughs> I call it, it's roller derby without skates. Yeah, because I mean, people say people say that wrestling's fake all the time, and I'm like, no, that little blonde midget actually hit me. I don't know why you're calling it fake. I actually did fall off the top rope. I don't know why you're calling it fake. It's right. it's, it's controlled. Yeah. Oh yeah. When, yeah, when yeah, 400 yeah. and what 20 was it 425 pound big Zoe from the Diamond Cartel. Dude dropped off the ring apron and clubbed me from behind and almost put me through the cement. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's I'm, a, I'm 135 pounds. That's why when, when guys come back in the locker room and they're all huffing and puffing like they just ran a 10-mile marathon in five minutes, that's what it's like. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Pro wrestlers are yeah. the best athletes in the world. They don't get enough recognition. I'll say that till the day I die. Well, you both probably see it a lot where people just kind of think, oh, I can be a wrestler, and then they come in and you guys see them, you know, do some, uh, you know, some drops and then see them try to do some arm drags or, you know, anything basic that you give them, and they're out of breath within 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I watched I watched Farmer train a couple people, actually, that thought they were big and bad, and they never came back. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right, Cody? You wake up in the morning hurting in places you didn't even know you had. Oh my God! Yes, yeah, and I mean, and I just you know, I, I just got injured uh, that show uh, in Boonville uh, that me, you, and uh, Paris worked. Yeah, um, I didn't yeah. know you got. Well, I left. I had to leave, but I didn't know you got hurt. Yeah, yeah, we did a, a the low bridge spot um, over the top rope, and yeah. uh, whenever I went over. Um, the ropes were extremely loose. I didn't know how loose they were. So when he pulled the rope down, the top rope went the middle rope. I mean, it was so low. (laughs) So whenever I went over, I I had too much momentum. So I tried to slow myself down. I planted my hand on the apron. And as I went over, I I heard and felt this kind of like fabric tearing. And um, I was in a sling for about a week, and uh, I'm still feeling it. I haven't had a match since then. So, and my next match is January 10th, and I'm hoping I don't re-injure it, but we'll see. Yeah, that was that was my next man. These segues are just awesome. <laughs> I was just getting ready to ask you about. I know you got to get back to work, so I was going to ask you, uh, what do you what do you got coming up? I know you um, got the 10th. Yeah, uh, January 10th, um, Independence, Mississippi for Total Wrestling Explosion. And as of right now, that's pretty much all that's on the radar besides, um, you know, because I have other obligations that are keeping me from doing some dates. Um, That's real life. uh, Yes, indeed. Um, Customs Pro Wrestling, February 28th. Keep your fingers crossed. I will be there. Um, did you ask off? I put you on the flyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did put in a request. Uh, I'm still waiting to hear back, so. Okay. Um, but, yeah. Um, Sorry, friends, doing a little business on your show there. Let's see. There's another federation that I think we're booked for April 4th in Marion, Indiana, over by Indianapolis. Uh, I cannot remember the name of it right now. Darn it. Um, but anyway, so yeah, uh, some dates coming. Hopefully, keep your fingers crossed. Um, you know, that Cody only gets to break free of the chains of everyday work life and make his way back to the ring. So. Well, we're gonna help you do that because you're gonna plug your Twitter and your Facebook right now, where people can get a hold of you and book you. Indeed, my Twitter is pretty much dead. I haven't been on there in like two years, but it is the one at the one Cody only. That's T H E O N E. Um, and my Facebook is just look for me under Cody Daniels. Which is not my real name, by the way. <laughs> I'm so kayfabe that I kayfabe my real name. You kayfabe your real name. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Keep them guessing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to. All right, Cody. Well, that's all I had, friends. You guys got anything over there? I, you know what? Honestly, I've enjoyed this interview so much. Uh, I think he covered pretty much everything that I was going to ask except for one thing, if, if, if you don't mind indulging me. Sure. Okay. Of all of the different uh, wrestlers that I've been talking with on uh, you know, Facebook and on Twitter and social media, a lot of them have been popping up uh, in WWE programming, TNA programming, on these little side kind of things. Like a few people have been on the show, and they were Rosebuds, for example. Is that right. ever something that if it was presented to you, you would do it? Oh, most definitely, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've actually known a number of guys and girls that have been on there, uh, you know, from um, Eric Wayne, Derek King, um, Crazy Mary Dobson. Of course, she's done mm-hmm. several things. She's been the Mrs. Uh, personal makeup artist and all that. And, mm-hmm. uh, Madman Pondo, which Sarah knows Pondo, too. Of course, everybody knows mm-hmm. Pondo. Um, everybody knows Pondo. Jordan Grace. Uh, there's been several, several people that I've known on there. And, and I look at them and I go, yeah, that'd be fun, you know. But, uh, yeah, if it was ever presented to me, I would definitely do it. I mean, you know, I've... I'm sure there's probably at one point there's going to be a call for a Bray Wyatt lookalike to get beat up backstage or something. I'd love to do that, you know. <laughs> that's actually what Me brings Palmer up the question. To fight for that one. Well, that's actually What's what brings that? up the question is the fact that there's a rumor going out that they're uh, thinking of putting the championship on Bray Wyatt, Wyatt by summertime, and if they do that, they want to unite the Wyatt family first, and there's talk that they're going to bring in more Wyatt family members, like they're going to finally uh, reveal who Sister Abigail is, and they're going to bring in like another cousin or something. So I think that would be you know something amazing because that could turn into a you know a full time thing. Right, yeah, that would be great. I mean, you know, I'm, I'll, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a whore. I'll do pretty much anything, you know. So, <laughs> I mean, if if Vince called up tomorrow and said, uh, "We're gonna put you in a pink tutu and put you on Raw," all right, hey, cool. <laughs> You're gonna be Mantar too, you know? Okay, whatever. Hey, I'm in. <laughs> Shockmaster 2.0. <laughs> right? Yeah, that works for me. <laughs> But yeah, but you know, I mean, being a pro wrestler, you either have to be, you know, prostitute or a call girl, and you know, I prefer to be a call girl, so I wait for him to call. <laughs> so we better let him go because if we don't, we're gonna keep him on all night, and he's gonna get fired. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. All right, Cody, oh, get back to work. An honor. All right, all right. Thanks, guys. All right, y'all I'll have a good see you show, Saturday. Okay? All right, sounds great. Thanks, Cody. Thanks. Oh, wow, that was so cool. You know, I say this almost every time we're done with an interview. I always say, wow, you know, that's such a you know a great guest we just had and everything. But honestly, that was probably one of the most fun interviews I've ever been a part of, and I barely asked any of the questions. So. Cody's fun. He's, awesome. He's, uh, he's, he's real. You know, he's down to earth. He's real. He gets the business, and he's he's a super fun guy. Well, you know, I'll be completely honest with you guys. I, I'm not one of those, you know, judge a book by their cover people. So whenever I get a guest that comes on the show, you know, I don't <laughs> keep anybody held up to an expectation or anything like that. I just want everybody to be themselves. I love when somebody can come on like that and just, you know, be themselves but be so damn entertaining. Like, I'm sorry, but he had me laughing through most of, it, you know, the interview. Try wrestling him. <laughs> how do you see that up all day? <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I'm Here. just I'm just listening. That that was a great interview, and you know I'm just picturing in my head all these you know wrestling uh, guests that you've had over the last year. I, I could just see you know you doing some kind of like special and having all these guests and like do some kind of like re- bring your own wrestling promotion and have all these guests be on the roster. <laughs> well, I've invited, you know, a lot of wrestlers in the past to come on the show that literally said to me, I don't care, you know, what I do or, you know, what I say. I just want to come on and, you know, pump up my stuff a little bit or whatever. And I'm always like, yeah, that's cool. Not a problem. Um, but I don't 
really ever like I said, I don't expect anybody to you know be held to a certain standard or anything. I the only thing I want is for you guys to just you know come on and have fun. That's the only thing I ever intended for the show is for everybody to just call in, have fun, get some free promotion, and maybe you know they you know get more awareness to their product or their uh, work, their wrestling, whatever you know whatever it is. The one thing that does sadden me though is we rarely get music guests on here, and that's something I definitely want to uh, you know change in the future. Definitely. Well, um, I believe right now we have our second guest on the line, and I'm going to go ahead and bring her on now. Are we on with Kate Carlton? Hello? Hello? Hi, is this Kate? No, this is Paris. I was told to come on. Oh, Paris! Yeah, Paris. Hi. <laughs> oh, and hey, Sarah. Hey, Pumpkin. How are you doing? I'm uh, getting my boots all shined up. To... Oh, at least we'll go in soft, I guess. <laughs> you, missed... <laughs> you missed Cody. Just got off. Yeah, I was on the air while y'all were talking, and then I heard bye, and I was like. Sarah, and I guess y'all didn't hear me. No, your uh, your number your number actually just popped up in the uh, queue, and I put you on as soon as I saw it. So if you were on before, it just wasn't letting me know. Sorry about uh, that. Yeah, I was on. Oh no, it's fine. I was listening to you guys talk and everything, and uh, I heard Cody, so it made me happy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, he's your he's your woolly mongrel. I have one too. Yeah, he's like a mountain man. All that hair and stuff. He is a mountain man. He's Godzilla with hair. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought I should just go ahead and bomb your guys' show so I can mess with Sarah. <laughs> oh, friends, we'll go you, ahead you might I... not know you might not know this about Paris, but she's actually a midget. I am not a midget. <laughs> <laughs> I'm four eleven, okay, and yes, I come off the middle rope. She does. She does the whole Rey Mysterio thing when she hits the rope. She has to hit off the second one because she can't reach the top one. She's so little. That's why I love her. So little. <laughs> yeah, and of course Billy Hill throws me around like I'm a rag doll. Oh, he he is also a mountain man. He throws yeah, me he around like what? a rag doll. You know, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt, guys. Um, but our our second guest, uh, Kate Carlton, is on the line right now. Uh, can we uh, can we come back to uh, Paris in a few minutes? Yeah, I mean, if you guys could call call me or whatever, that's fine. I just don't know like what time I'm supposed to call. Cause Sarah's the one that told me to call at six thirty five, so I'm gonna bust her out. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, we'll, I, told- um, I think we're gonna be. I think we'll be done um, talking with Kate Carlton at eight. If you want to call in then. Okay, that's seven fine. o'clock your time. Okay. Yeah, 7 o'clock your time. All right, bye, All right, you guys. thanks, Bear. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, so I think I I think I have the right line here now. Um, let's check and make sure. Is this Kate Carlton? Uh, yes, can you hear me? Yes, yay! <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I answered the wrong line. I saw two numbers popped up at the same time. And I misread the area code you told me you'd be calling me from, so I want to apologize about that. Oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I know I'm a little late anyway, well, so. Well, no, it's it's totally okay. And actually, uh, we have uh, somebody I believe you're familiar with, the Florida Fall guy, Brian, is on with us. Hey, Kate. How you doing? Hey. What's oh, up? Oh, <laughs> not much. Not much. Just uh, chilling <laughs> here at home. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> Well, uh, uh, guy, uh, since you actually know Kate a little bit better than everybody else, um, uh, why don't you uh, take the lead here and uh, let's find out about Kate Carlton. All right, Kate. Well, since <laughs> I know a lot about you, uh, why don't you go ahead and, you know, introduce yourself, uh, tell us a little bit about how the whole art thing uh, happened for you. Um, all right. Well, um, pretty much my name is Kate Carlton. Um, I currently, I guess, bigger works 
I've done right now, I've done some color work for IDW My Little Pony um, with Katie Cook. Um, she helped me get a job in that. Um, I've recently started doing a lot of sketch cards right now. Um, and then lucky I've gotten some jobs at Upper Deck doing Marvel cards, uh, which I'm working on now. And Cryptozoic is shipping over some DC cards right now to me. And then I just found out the other day I got a gig with Top Soon Star Wars cards. Um, but then I also do my own stuff like fan art at conventions and um, do Kickstarter with my partner Josh. I uh, We do a comic called Face Beast as well, which is our own little creation, as well as Agatha Frisky, which is one uh, we worked on before that with Kickstarter. Um, and just getting started in my art. I mean, I just graduated from school uh, with a bachelor's in digital arts from the University of Tampa. And, I mean, mostly I, I just do conventions in my spare time, so. <laughs> yeah, I saw all those pictures. I mean, congratulations. That's a that's a big thing to graduate from, you know, any college. Yeah, so it was a long time. I took some breaks, but I did it. <laughs> Well, I'd like to point out also that uh, Kate is actually responsible for uh, anybody that's watching uh, a computer screen or anybody that has an actual visual that can see the pictures that are on there of Kate and uh, of Cody Daniels. There should be one of the CAC Show logo, which was designed and completely uh, colored and everything by Kate. So thank you for that, Kate. Oh, no problem. Thank you guys for asking me to do it. Oh, you have no idea. I take such pride in, in plastering that all over social media. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I can use some things I learned from um, doing some graphic design classes to use. So. <laughs> well, trust me, there there are people on Twitter and Facebook that will probably never get the image of the CAC show logo out of their brains because they see it so often. <laughs> that's a good thing, though. I'm sorry, Paul Guy. <laughs> uh, no, that's I'm okay. Sorry, Paul Guy. I mean, I... It's okay. I'm just in awe of Kate's work as well. You know, I showed you The Walking Dead that she inked and colored for me, and uh, you said that was beautiful and that you would steal it from me, remember? <laughs> yes, and actually, um, that's a, that's actually, a, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I, I can now tell Kate, and since we have her on the air, this is probably uh, going to make her kind of happy. Uh, Kate, we will be using uh, the original uh, piece that you did for Gallant that will be in our upcoming no, uh, Gravity Studio special. Oh, cool. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we'll be using it as a pinup. Um, we d- what we did was we got a lot of covers done for the Gallant Kickstarter, but then the Kickstarter wasn't successful, so we're going to use a lot of those covers as pinups inside the book so we can at least still feature your guys' talents and you know at least give people a chance to see what you guys did. Oh, cool. That would be awesome. I like pinups in books anyway, so <laughs> I do some in Facebook, well, so I love them. <laughs> Well, if all goes right, we're going to have prints made too. So we'll probably have prints made of um, of the you know the cover that you did, and then you know of course I'll send you a bunch, and uh, you know you can take them, sell them, do whatever you got to do, and uh, just extra money for you. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, whatever works, or if you need me to sign any, just let me know. I can help you out with that too. Well, you know, something I would like to do for the Kickstarter is I would like to do like prints uh, for a lot of those, and like maybe get you guys to sign them and. Uh, you know, just for like an added incentive for people. So it's, yeah, it's definitely something we could talk about. Um, you know, one thing that I'm really curious uh, about is, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, like how you started your, your page, and your page seemed to blow up pretty quick. It seems like you're getting a lot more awareness. Uh, yeah, I did um, my – actually, my last semester at school, I took um, a web design class um, pretty much, and it kind of helped me, like – uh, just get a kickstart just to rebrand and try something new, especially since I'm we're starting the convention season shortly. Um, so I can get, like, I don't know, brand my name more than I had, like, a kind of a a nickname, which was Killhaw Kate. And then it gets kind of confusing with some people, so I just decided to use my name and rebrand myself. And, I mean, I've, got, I've gotten some lights so far. I, I would like to hit a 1,000 one day. That's my, my dream goal, but... I know it's a while away from that, but hopefully soon after I do some conventions, maybe we'll go up a little bit more. Well, you never know, especially considering the fact that, correct me if I'm wrong, you've done more than just one piece for the My Little Pony people. Yeah, I 
a lot of times, um, in the movie business, um, you have to do a certain amount of work to actually get printed credit. Um, I've been lucky where Katie has trusted me to color some pieces of hers. Um, she she let me do like flats for some covers. I've done full on color of a little pinup in the back of issue twenty, I think it was, um, of the main six which they call it, you know, as the opposite versions of themselves, the evil versions um, and one issue, um, which is cool. But apparently from what she told me, I got credit on the one because I colored two pages and you have to at least do two pages of coloring to get your name printed (laughs) in the comic. So even if you do like small odd jobs, you still don't get credit for it. But at least she she knows I did it and I know I did it. So that makes me happy. Well, I made sure to let everybody I knew uh, know about it because I shared it. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm a, a huge fan of yours, you know, and it, it, that's just what I do. I mean, if I find an artist that I like, you know, I want other people to know. So anytime you guys say anything cool, I make sure to, you know, shout it from the rooftop. Because when you said that, I was like, oh, that's so awesome because I have all of my little ponies. And now I'm going to have, you know, some for, uh, you know, th- that you've done. And, you know, my daughter has this whole collection. And I'm thinking, you know, eventually I can get you to sign them and uh, Katie Cook to sign them and everything. And then, you know, my daughter now is like, yeah, well, Dad, I don't know if I want comics anymore. I'm like, ah, oh, come on. Oh, no. Well, she's just going through that kind of phase. Um, you know, she's going to an art school, and she's at that kind of phase where you know she doesn't know if that's what she you know really wants to do, even though it was what she wanted to do just like a year or so ago. So I'm kind of letting her you know choose her own path. Oh yeah, it's it's a lot. Like I had to take a break for a while because it's always changing too with the school. Like when I grew up, there was not really a, there was no Photoshop. Like I had to kind of teach myself. And it wasn't even the best Photoshop like it is now. And you'll see, like, kids, like, they're 16 are doing amazing things with Photoshop right now. And, I'm like, I went to school to learn, you know, what all the tools were um, and layers and all that are little tricks. And it's like they're they're born with this, so they, they can do it. Uh, but, I mean, there's so many fields, too. Like, I wanted to do animation since I was little, but then I actually, like, did some animation in classes, which is they just give you a puppet and you move it around, and I was like, I really don't like that. I actually like drawing things more. So kind of hard to find what little thing you want to do because there's so many little things. Like even in comics, there's just one person that colors and there's one person that inks. I mean, I'm lucky where I can do all of the things myself, but then it gets overwhelming when I try to tackle that myself because it's hard to, like, especially when it's your own project, your own ideas to let other people touch it as well. So it, it's well, it's just hard, I, I guess. I, I, well, I, I think that you're 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 absolutely right about that because if you think about it, you know, when we're kids, we all kind of go through the same thing where you know we might want to be one thing at one moment, but we might want to do other things, and it's not that we don't want to focus on the thing we want the most. It's just that we have so many aspirations that it's hard to keep them all you know bottled up when you just want to do so much. You know, and I can attest mm-hmm. to that because you know I wanted to be an artist when I was a kid, and it wasn't until you know this Inktober uh, that just happened that I actually picked up a pencil for the first time in over 20 years and started drawing, and it was all because I had a really bad review uh, for a contest that I entered my art in. So I can, you know, I know what my daughter's talking about because you know she goes to an art school, and there's a lot of kids that are really, really good, and some of them are just mm-hmm. really mean and they're you know kind of nasty and, and rude to the kids. Uh, that they don't feel oh, at yeah. par or whatnot, regardless, you know how it is, regardless of what level you're yeah. at, you know, everybody's art is different. Everybody has a different style. Um, and, you know, mm-hmm. kids can be mean. And I, I, it's like I've been telling her, you know, you know, don't give up on your dream. You know, just, you know, keep focused on it and try not to think about what other people think. And that's kind of something that I, you know, know from experience now because, again, over two decades where I didn't pick up a you know, piece of you know, or paper and a pen and, you know, like things today, just, just to do it, you know, I drew a uh, tribute picture for uh, the, uh, the Paris uh, incident. And I just kind of drew mm-hmm. Groot, first time I've ever drawn a Marvel character. Uh, I sent it to my buddy, uh, Mervyn Gedangan, uh who lives in the Philippines. He colored it out for me and sent it to me. And I love it. I think it looks amazing. And it's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's really strange to look at something that I drew uh, and, and, and now colored by somebody else. And it looks amazing. Of course, I think it, mm-hmm. you know, all the amazing goes to him. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's just one of those things where I'm glad that I did it. And I don't want her to be, you know, in that situation where I was, where for so long I wouldn't even try. Yeah, I mean, it's all trial and error, too. Um, as long as you draw every day, like, there's stuff 
I've done years ago, and I guess you can always see a transformation even, like, from maybe a month. If you just look at old drawings you do, and you're like, oh, my God, what was I thinking? But then, like, you never know until you actually do it, and then you'll start growing from that. Um, I mean, you can't really it's, – it's hard to put your stuff out there because of how mean people can be with comments nowadays, especially with the Internet and everything, but – you don't know until you try. And then it's always, you can always take some critiques too and improve. Like I go on uh, Facebook groups and post some stuff I'm working on. And some people will give me some real good advice and it helps out, you know? Yeah, and it, it, it's always good to get constructive criticism. And like I said, I did the Inktober, so, you know, I had plenty of, you know, 31, you know, posts that I made, 31 different sketches. And, yeah, I had some, you know, people that messaged me and said, hey, you know, your art's not that great. You should really not do it or, you know, this and that. I had some really mean oh, and nasty wow. things that I did. But, you know, I also had some really nice, sweet things that were said to me. You know, some people said, hey, you know, your art is really good. Your inking, you know, you could use a little bit of work here and there, but overall, really good for a first-timer. That's the kind of thing I think that our, our youth is not getting enough of. They're not getting that, you know, positive reinforcement, especially when, and this is something I really wanted to bring up with you because I want your opinion on this, is when you keep hearing about all these different schools that are cutting music and cutting art programs. It just to me, it makes no sense because, to me, that's the one way you can get your, your kids' minds to expand and grow. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a lot different because, I mean, of course, I was in band and I've done uh, – I I did art classes more in high school. I actually didn't do it in middle school because uh, I remember – I think I got, like, in timeout the first day, and I'm one of those kids that never gets in trouble, too. I think my teacher was just crazy, but – um, it always depends on the teachers, too. Like, if you get positive reinforcements from some teachers, I know there are some teachers that, since I did more cartoon stuff, uh, I mean, it wasn't as big then. Like, you know, conventions weren't as big as they are now, and it wasn't as commercial. But now, you know, there's so much commercial work, and my teacher's like, oh, you'll never get a job in that. And, I mean, at least I, I have some credit now, which is kind of cool, so I could be like, ha-ha. But it, it all depends, honestly, like on the time and where you are and the reinforcement you get. If there's more positive reinforcement out there, I think more kids would be open to it, you know? There's always that one teacher that can get to you. <laughs> so if you have one good teacher, you're at least good. <laughs> well, you know, I think you're you're a good example of that because, you know, your style is very different than just about anything you see out there. And I love it. I absolutely love it. I don't like to see the same kind of styles emulated over and over and over. To me, it's the same thing as watching sports where you see the same teams, you know, the same seven teams that have been in it every single year almost for the last 20, 30 years. It just, to me, I would mm-hmm. rather see some variety. Um, so when I see something like what, what you put out, it's, it's very often got that really innocent, uh, I guess, uh, what's the word I'm trying to search for here? I guess it, it just, it appeals to all, all audiences in my opinion. And I think that's the best kind of mm-hmm. art. Yeah. I, I've always, just because I guess my style, I always love the more cartoony or more stylistic uh, art. Um, I do, I do love some actually uh, traditional comic stuff as well. Um, the only thing I think a lot of artists now in comics, they all try to do the same style right now because they all want to work for the big guys, which is Marvel and DC. But the cool thing, especially like with Marvel right now, I really love is like with the Rocket Raccoon thing coming out now. They got they have Scotty Young, who has more of a Calvin Hobbes look, um, as well as they just got Jake Parker. He hired Jake Parker to do art on it now so Scotty can write. And Jake Parker does DreamWorks animation stuff, so they're very open to more stylistic styles now, you know, um, which is good for someone like me because I've always, you know, never really wanted to do it like the the traditional com- – I, I guess I never really cared to work for Marvel or DC um, and then. Like, I just wanted to make my own stories or, I don't know, it'd be cool. Like, I wouldn't say no if they're like, hey, do you want to draw Batman? But it's not something I expect. <laughs> I do it for sketch cards. That's different a little bit. But Yeah, but your heart more is in for, you know, doing things that you want to create yourself. You want to be more oh, of a yeah. creator than just a, a label as a penciler or an inker or whatnot. Yeah, I mean, especially, like, if I ever got into movies, I would love to do character designs, like, creating characters. Um, or I even like redoing, like, my favorite thing is, it's really popular right now, it's where you um, it's redesign characters that already exist, like, you know, do your own version of Batman or, or uh, you know, Harry Potter or something. Um, 
like your own take because you know everyone has a different vision in their head. Um, that's my favorite thing about that. Like I would love character designs, or um, I even I I love coloring. Like even with the My Little Pony stuff, like I don't mind coloring other people's work because I I think I'm really good at colors as well. Is my favorite part of doing a comic, but um, I don't know. There's so many things you could do. Like again, you can explore and. And it just depends on, you know, what jobs are open to. Like, everyone wants to be freelance and be their own boss, but it's hard. It's a real hard process. I'm still working on it. Yeah, it's definitely a lot more involved than even I expected, and I'm entrenched in it now, so I know exactly uh, what, what you mean with that. Um, and yeah. also, you know, thanks for the uh, advice that you gave me for my first Kickstarter, which was a success, yay. Uh, so that book is actually <laughs> going to print. Uh, yeah, that book's actually being printed uh, in the next, uh, I think, two weeks, and then we'll finally have everything sent out to the backers, and then uh, it's just a matter of getting everything ready for uh, previous solicitation. So that's always, you know, good for the future. But uh, we are almost out of time here. Um, so uh, real quickly, uh, can you uh, just let us know where everybody can find you on uh, social media and uh, like Facebook and all that? Oh, yeah. Um, pretty much I have my official website, just in case if you can't find me on Facebook or anything, it has links to it there, um, is KateCarltonIllustration.com. So I got an official website now, which is very fancy. Um, I also am on Facebook. Uh, it's Kate Carlton Illustration um, on Facebook.com. Facebook.com slash Kate Carlton Illustration. Um, I also have a store open. You can get stuff. It's KateCarlton.StoreNV.com. And um, I would say I use Facebook more than anything. I do have a Tumblr and Twitter, but, again, it's probably just repeating stuff. Um, and I use Instagram a lot, which is at, uh, I think it's at Kill Hall Kate still, but I can't remember. But I just uploaded it from my phone, so I hardly remember what my screen name is because I rebranded everything. But, but and she comes with a recommendation. <laughs> yeah. Well, you do. You do come with my highest recommendation, I'll tell you that much. Um, but, again, I want to oh, thank thanks. you so much. Um, sorry about the uh, little snafu earlier. Um, but we definitely would love to hear from you again in the future. You know, let us know uh, if you've got some events coming up you want us to, you know, mention to our uh, our listeners or if you want to come back and you know, give us updates yourself. You know, just let us know, and uh, we'll make sure we can get you on. All right, cool. Thank you for having me and inviting me. <laughs> All right, well, sorry that you had to rush through your dinner, but uh, we appreciate it. We hope you have a great <laughs> right. night. You too. All right. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, you know what I just realized was that I didn't even I didn't even throw it over to Sarah. I'm sorry, Sarah. I I told you I don't know anything about comics. I'm good. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's so bluntly and and (laughs) that's so bluntly and so sweetly taking it all in. It's fine. Well, uh, I would love to keep this episode going a little bit longer. Unfortunately, I can hear my little guys screaming for their daddy. So uh, we'll probably have to cut it now. But you know what? We're going to get a hold of Paris, and we're going to have Paris call in next week because I definitely want a continuation of what we almost uh, had. (laughs) Uh, Paris is fun, too. Well, I look forward to that. Well, I look forward to that because uh, your interactions with Cody were were just amazing. That was so I I really really loved it. I'm probably going to listen to that three or four times before the night's over. Um, <laughs> but uh, again, he was just such a you know a breath of fresh air. You know, I love when people like that come on the show and they're just so easy to talk to. And thank you for uh, conducting that. Congratulations, your first uh, you know conducted interview was a success. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. You did a great job. Uh, but I think the real question now is, uh, are we going to hear from the fall guy again next week? Or uh, is this going to be kind of a, you know, he's going to drop in once every nine months thing? <laughs> no, I should be calling in. Uh, I, I just wanted to say, Sarah, you did very, very good. I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It was fun. Well, guys, uh, I, I, think, uh, I think we'll take our leave. So, um Really quickly, uh, why don't you guys, uh, you know, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Can you guys? Yeah, well, you can uh, go ahead and find. Go ahead, Sarah. 
Um, I am uh, Sarah Summers on Facebook, Sarah B. Summers on Instagram, and Sarah Summers 2005 on Twitter. And you can find me on Facebook just at Brian Wensloff and on Twitter at TFFan80, I believe, but I'm mostly on Facebook. And I am Fringzilla on on Facebook. I am at Fringzilla on Twitter. Uh, You can also follow the CAC Show on Twitter, at the CAC Show. CAC Show also has a page on Facebook as well as No Gravity Studios and all the different yummy books that we're doing there. I want to thank awesome, awesome, awesome guests that we had tonight, Cody Daniels and Kate Carlton, as well as Sarah Summers and the Florida Fall Guy. Everybody, amazing show. Thank you for being a part of it. We will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.